We're the hosts of the Protagonist Podcast, where each week we discuss a great character in a great story. If you listen to us, your fancy will be tickled. And your thoughts will be provoked. One reviewer described us as fanboys with PhDs. Our discussions cast a wide net, alternating between TV, comics, films, and novels. In one episode, we may discuss a Spanish telenovela, and the next week, an American superhero comic. That was January 2016. Or one week, we might discuss a Japanese manga, and the following week, a Jane Austen novel. That was October 2016. Check out the Protagonist Podcast. Great characters in great stories. Rocky Minute, the daily podcast where we look like a girl out there, one Kentucky Fried Idiot at a time. I am Jason. I'm Doug. And joining us again today, was it Thursday, right? Joining us today on this wonderful... No, no. Oh. No, no. Tuesday. 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 Yeah. Joining us today on this wonderful Tuesday is Jerry Porter. Welcome back, Jerry. Oh, thank you. Very glad to be back. And today on this Tuesday and or Thursday, we are knocking out Minute 67, which begins with, I'd rather eat it than chase it, and ends with 500 times. Hmm. I'd rather eat it than chase it. Isn't that true? <laughs> well, first, yeah, I mean, it's, that's a little backwards. Just, you got to chase it first, then you can eat it. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, you're thinking of... Uh, well, you got to read between the lines there, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not you're, funny if you explain it. You're thinking of... <laughs> hmm. Jay, you ain't very mature. <laughs> you know... I, you know, I had a question about that quote. So, uh, you know, yeah. So Mick says, well, neither are you very mature. And and so is that just a chicken chasing taunt? Or does Mick believe that Rocky is immature? They The way these two argue mm-hmm. is like a couple of children. Mm-hmm. Because I said it last season in the fight after um, Rocky, you know, goes out for round 15. He tells Mickey, if you stop this fight, I'll kill you. And then uh, Mickey says, you want to go out there? Go out there. Mick, uh, Rocky says, I'm going. I'm going. Go ahead. You want to go? Go. <laughs> the way they argue mm-hmm. is like a couple of children. Uh, I don't think he he meant anything by it. It's just, you know, Rocky said it ain't mature. Mickey says, well, neither are you. Yeah. It's just, you know, just what he does. It, it, he has a lot of respect for Rocky. And at the same time. He doesn't. <laughs> I don't want to say he doesn't. He's. I guess his job and his role is to is to push him, mm-hmm. just always to push him or to to sort of uh, question him in a way where he's questioning himself, but only to you know sharpen his to sharpen himself, you know, to sharpen his tools or get his head right. Or he tells him one of my favorite lines. He says, uh, "You know, go soak your head." Yeah. Yeah, and the 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 you know the irony of that is when I thought about that line, Rocky doesn't need to soak his head. You know who actually soaks their head in the movie? Adrian, when she's in the coma, mm-hmm. she's the yeah, one who yeah, does yeah. the head soaking. Right? Yeah, her she's she, she literally is kind of knocked out of the movie. She takes a break mentally. She's all shut down, soaking her head, and then she comes back, and she's like, "Win." Well, that's that's the moment of Rocky's turn. 
Yes. Is because he finally got her blessing. Now he kicks it into high gear. Yeah. Sorry, Jay. I'm talking ahead. I'm talking <laughs> ahead, and Jay's <laughs> glaring at me. Well, I, you know, I was, I was just thinking about their relationship. You know, Mick and Rocky's relationship. What, what, you know, he's, 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 he, he tears him down. I, I guess to build him up. You know, it, it's funny because he did a lot of barking at him in mm-hmm. Rocky One in the first Rocky, mm-hmm. and here we're going to see it. You know, in the next few minutes, how he kind of. Like takes a more gingerly approach mm-hmm. when dealing with Rocky and and whatever shit's going on in his head. Yeah, he does a little barking at him, but you know, uh, I, I don't want to step on anybody else's minute. But when he's What's not up, doing man? when he's not when he's not doing uh, what he's supposed to do when he's sparring, he says, "What's the matter, kid? You you're okay? Is your head okay?" Like he doesn't bark at him. He's kind of treating him with. Can kid you stop gloves. talking about other minutes? I'm sorry. <laughs> this is minute by minute. Right now we're in minute sixty seven. <laughs> And all all you two have done is talk it's about very- all the minutes other than the minute we're f***ing <laughs> in. Oh, he's barking at us like Mickey. Well, the thing, I mean, the movie... So far, Jerry so- has brought up Eye of the Tiger, Ivan I Drago. Know. We're not even the f***ing <laughs> movie. Tommy Gunn. <laughs> Tommy Gunn. <laughs> well, the thing is, you know, what's so great about Rocky are these themes. That's what I was I was I was looking just throughout these themes. And I'll t- I'll tell you one. Stairs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stairs. Mm-hmm. Play a very important role Stairs in Stairs play movies. a very important role in these Rocky movies. And and you know, this goddamn minute be damned. <laughs> Let's talk about minutes with stairs in them. You talk there's about no like, stairs in this minute. There are no stairs in this minute, it's true. But there's a <laughs> there's a courtyard. <laughs> No, but stairs. There's some I mean, emotional that's, that's, stairs. That's but. where there's a lot of a lot of the things take place. You know, with Adrian, she's always on the stairs. She's telling Rocky, you know, no, don't do this. I'm not cool with this. They're on different levels. Anyway, back to the minute. <laughs> oh, I, I want to say one more thing about stairs, Jay. If I may uh-huh. step on uh, back to Pete the retailer. He had the, again the minute where Rocky goes up to see Mickey, and he has to climb the stairs. Like Mickey had to do in the first Rocky, climb the stairs okay. to go see Rocky to ask him for a favor. Well, this is okay because you're going backwards. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll allow you to go backwards. And uh, we we relate we uh, compared it to like a a gauntlet, like uh, you know mm. the stairs are are the gauntlet that you have to walk through in order to get what you're looking for. That see that's that's great. And at the top is this ogre with a baseball bat. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's not going to be easy. Slapping you in the face. Yeah, and also, I mean, you you see the stairs always come up. You know, it, uh, it's what Rocky is carrying Adrian up. Mm-hmm. You know, in their in their more romantic moments, and also it's always uh, y- you have your a pick of a choice of movies. You know, when you look at Adrian's, you know, looking down at Rocky, mm-hmm. and she's always in the stairs. Like, dude, why do you got to do this manhood thing again? She does that in this movie. She does that in Rocky Four. Yes, that's absolutely right. Yeah. Wow. So that's a. I like that stairs. Yeah. Stairs. You know what's interesting is is and I think why why you know Mick does the chicken chasing is it's uh it's humbling. Hmm. You know it, it'll wake you up, and I think that's why Mick chooses it because look, he knows Rocky really well. He knows something is way off way off mm-hmm. you know and, and and i think he's giving him a minute to try and like how how many days has this been i don't know four or five 
Not that many. Of training? Yeah, of training. One. This might be the first. Oh, is it the first? Okay. <laughs> it might be, yeah. It might be the first. So, you know, I just feel like he's he's he he hasn't he's not taking him aside yet and saying, Hey, what is going on? <laughs> you know. No, no, not yet. Yeah. He doesn't but he, really he clearly knows that this has nothing to do with that guy from that movie Rocky. Mm-hmm, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You you said last minute that he's uh he he hasn't been uh he hasn't showed really how how his heart isn't in this yet. Like you right. said last minute he he's been passively kind of going back at at Mickey with uh you know uh, the uh like I I can't learn to fight right handed now and now he's mm-hmm. you know he's kind of giving him shit about having to chase a chicken. Mm-hmm. Um but he's really not going to put on the brakes until like later on this week uh, well, the, when when mickey notices something's really wrong there's this pall of self-doubt over him you know throughout that they, i don't i don't remember seeing it like this in in the original i don't think he had it yeah i don't think he had it in the original well in the original he has literally nothing to lose right yeah right. i mean he's got like you know two turtles mm-hmm. and like i don't know crappy apartment. yeah yeah like a handball yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, he has nothing to lose. That's what's so difficult is in, in, in Rocky 1, he gains something. You know, he gains the respect of the, the his community and the city and his own. I mean, what's fascinating is I don't think Adrian cares one way or the other. Mm-hmm. But, but you know, he now he has all that on the line, and now that's really something to lose. Yeah. Which, by the way, I just want to say, it's really weird that how he's walking around, and within, I guess it's six months, according to the movie, all these locals are, like, dogging the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're all like, yeah, can't you, can't you think of anything else to say besides whoops? whoops. Yeah. yeah, you know, he's just like, dude, that's Rocky Balboa. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so if if you fight, if you go 15 rounds with the world champ and you're this... You know, little nobody from this, you know, yeah. just inner city gym that has nothing to do with anything. And you're like, you're just like a, a you know, sort of a, a thug hanging out at the dock to go 50 yeah, rocks. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't even last six months. I feel like you should be able to open like a, you know, like a Ford dealership <laughs> or something that'll last for like 30 years. Rocky Balboa's Philadelphia Ford. But I think as much as he is the hero of the hometown, the hometown hero of, of Philadelphia, whatever, uh, maybe in the boxing boxing crowd, he's not respected because and ultimately he did get a lucky shot. He didn't, mm-hmm. you know, there's probably fighters that were higher contenders than him that feel like they should have gotten that shot and they didn't. And they kind of just feel like he, you know, he did get lucky and he didn't deserve the shot. So maybe in the fighting circles, he's not very respected. That's really interesting. That's a good point. And I'd say, you know, that might be fine if he, you know, got punked in round one. But he went 50. He went the distance. So through the the fight was the actual crucible, which you're like, no, the fight is where he gets the respect. So you really can't take that away. Whether even if he didn't deserve the opportunity before, during the 15 rounds, he earned that opportunity. He at very least proved himself. Yeah, if he got knocked out in the second round of the first fight, 
Like he he might have been the most famous guy in Philadelphia for you know the the month and a half leading up to the fight, but then he'd be a nobody else. Exactly, but and if afterwards he did a couple commercials and had a GoFundMe page and he made like eight hundred thousand dollars, maybe these other fighters would be upset. They'd be like, "Ah, oh, that's bogus. That's just Hollywood nonsense. Come on." But you that's know. human nature. You, you, you know, like I, I work with people that uh, have gotten things that I don't think they deserved, and they could have gotten this thing that I didn't think they deserved, and then went on and did something fantastic, something great, like something legendary, and I would still be like, they didn't deserve that shit. I could have done that better than that if I had been in that opportunity. So it's human nature that if you're in the if you're in the same arena as these guys, you're in the same boxing circles. He gets the lucky break. He goes on and goes a distance. There's going to be guys be like, "Well, I, I could have beat him if mm-hmm. I had the opportunity. I would have beat him in the in the thirteenth round or whatever." So I don't, I don't know. Well, no, you have a good point. Except and 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 I would tell that fighter, "You have a good point." Except that <laughs> <laughs> I'd say, but Apollo Creed put on this uh, this. Uh, extravaganza it was like a fun a fun you know a fun thing to do to 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 the fans yes yeah, to but the if fans, you it were was just it was just it was like apollo creed's allowed to do that if he wants he said you know what i'm gonna have a good time i'm gonna let some chump step in the ring with me and you know it's gonna be fun and you're like okay and and he sort of picks rocky they're like let's get this guy he'll make a great story he didn't say, let's get the guy to, who deserves it. Mm-hmm. He said, let's, mm-hmm. let's get a guy who will make a great story. Well, that's what the problem is, though. If you're in the boxing world, you want you earn things. You fight your way up the chain. You, you, know, you move through the ranks, and you earn that spot. So to just give it to somebody for a big show, they may not respect that. I agree with you, but at that point, I would say again to the fighter, listen, <laughs> the fi- you know, look, it's not like that's been taken away from you. Fight up to the fight up to the world championship. Then the path is the same as it's always been for you, guy, to just fight and win. And then you can fight Apollo Creed. I don't think you'd make it in the boxing circles, Jerry. I think if I were a boxer and we were having this conversation, I, I would have punched you in the face already. <laughs> Well, I'll say this. Listen, music is not a meritocracy very mm. often. Yeah, there's all sorts of people who make all sorts of money and, you know, the uh, in, in music and uh, their ability to the, play the instrument is not the reason that they're necessarily in the band. Everybody knows that. There's, you know, uh, drummers are famous for saying, I could do that better. And the answer is, yeah, but you're not. You're mm-hmm. not in that band. That's not you on stage. So clearly, that guy did something that you didn't do. Maybe it was just being the lead singer's cousin, Mm -hmm. but that's what he did. Just right place, right time? Yes, right place, right time with the right shoes. (laughs) That's the, the, you know, the, the maxim there, the aphorism. Right place with the right time with the right shoes. And you could say that about Rocky, right place at the right time. With the right shoes. With the right <laughs> sure. shoes. All right. Uh, we 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 do have some stuff going on in this minute, though. I don't know if uh, is any of this, guys... any of this in the video we're talking about. No. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> uh, and our fans love it when we uh, tangent on uh, things that don't happen in this minute. Actually, it's uh, the tangents that don't have anything to do with Rocky that we hear shit about. <laughs> But well, at least this tangent we stuck pretty pretty much to Rocky. Yeah, yeah. Let's get back to the minute, though. All right, there's 20 seconds of chicken chasing here. Mm-hmm. So 20 seconds of it, I guess. I mean, 
it is a light minute, I guess, content wise, so we can tangent a little bit. But Mickey's yelling at him the entire time he's mm-hmm. chasing the chicken. And here's what he's saying Go on, get him. Come on, what's the matter with you? Pick him up, put him down. <laughs> what's the matter? You're so fast. What are you standing still or something? Speed, speed. Can't you catch a little chicken? Move your tail. And you look like a goyle out there. Mm, no. <laughs> so he's just narrating the whole thing. Just talking trash <laughs> the entire time. I love it. Yeah. I, I wondered who he was talking to. Was he talking to Rocky or the chicken? <laughs> yeah, like when he said, move, still yeah move your tail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he could have said ass. That, sure. that still keeps it in the PG realm. Yeah. Look like a goyle out there. Um I guess he could be talking to the chicken too. <laughs> you look like but, a coil out there. Um, but Rocky, uh, you know, feels like a Kentucky Fried idiot. Mm-hmm. That's one of the the best lines of all five, six, sorry, six Rocky movies <laughs> and two Creeds. I could not find, uh, you know, Jerry. One of our favorite things to do on the show is look uh, an Urban Dictionary for uh, for certain words. <laughs> Uh, because they, they rarely ever let you down. I tried to look up Kentucky Fried Idiot, but I, uh, there was no, no uh, definition on Urban Dictionary for Kentucky Fried Idiot. They have Kentucky Fried Asshole. <laughs> that's, that's, if you get the, that's if you get the family bucket. That's, 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 the, <laughs> that's the side that comes with it. Well, I'll tell you the definition, uh, <laughs> the definition of Kentucky... <laughs> It's not too different than what you're saying. It's the burning sensation you will feel in your asshole approximately (laughs) seven hours after eating a KFC zinger meal as you sit on the commode holding your ankles and screaming at passersby to get Colonel Sanders. (laughs) Seven hours? That's optimistic. Yeah, really. Yeah, you, see, you, have, you, you have insides of titanium. You can last seven hours. <laughs> it continues, though. It says, though a zinger meal doesn't taste particularly spicy going in, on its way back out the other end, it feels as though an army of hornets are raking hot coals around your ring piece with a combine harvester. <laughs> <laughs> Move your tail. <laughs> uh, so there, you, there you have it. What you know? What what is Rocky's thing here? He's in a, an open courtyard with Mick and a chicken, and all of a sudden he's embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who's watching? Who's watching? Nobody. They're not the goons across the street. Not the uh, you know not not anybody from you know the gym. What's mm-hmm. going on? You know, it's funny we mentioned earlier in the last minute. Uh, about CrossFit. In my notes for this, I have the chicken chasing hasn't really taken off, or I'd imagine it would be using CrossFit right now. <laughs> that was probably enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what Rocky's doing? Rocky, these unconventional training methods, in the end, this is like this is like the standard thing here. The, the trainer, the old trainer, comes up with the unconventional method. The guy questions it, makes fun of it, but in the end, it really works. You know, we've seen this in movies many times yeah. before. Karate uh-huh. kids sanding the sanding yeah. the deck and painting the house and painting the fence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and <laughs> waxing wax, the cars, wax, right? Wax, so wax on, wax yeah. off. The and there deck. was times when Daniel Larusa felt like this was stupid and embarrassing, and what am I doing this for, whatever? And in the end, you learned that it really worked and it really helped. And you know, you think that we would all, as a society, learn not to question the training methods of the old trainer, but yet we do. 
<laughs> well, the, the number one thing of of that is the first lesson, uh, you know, of, of paramount importance is because I said so. Uh, you know, Jerry, if if uh, uh, let's see, Dave Lombardo or Neil Pert came up to you and said, uh, "You want to learn how to drum? First, you got to do first thing you got to do is mop my floor." And do that for like weeks and weeks and weeks. You would say, F this, this doesn't help me at all. It's, this guy's making me his goddamn slave, much like Daniel LaRusso. But then you pick up the, the drumsticks and then you realize, holy shit, Neil Pert was onto something. And you start well, playing like him. It's funny you mentioned Dave Lombardo because I met him backstage um, at an event and uh, a buddy of mine introduced us and we were talking and uh, he actually. Uh, my buddy said, oh, Jerry, he plays with Dick Dale. And Dave Lombardo said, uh, he goes, oh, that's fucking awesome, man. That guy's yeah. like the godfather of, of heavy oh, metal. That's great. Dick Dale. Yeah, Dick and Lombardo. I was like. Drummer for Slayer. I was like, that's Dave Lombardo. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's saying that Dick Dale is a legend. Yeah, I was like, that's, and, and, and that, that was a, a very, uh, I mean, he's a great guy. And it was a very, um, it was a very cool moment. Actually, yeah, I can <laughs> it's imagine. It's kind of a nice minute. It was just funny you mentioned mentioned him. So. You know, my uh, I, I mentioned him because my, my brother. He's, he's amazing drummer. He's yeah, an incredible drummer, and a super super nice guy. Yeah, I mean, he has left an indelible mark on uh, the the you know drumming industry for sure. One of the fastest double basses out there, right? Yeah, yeah. He just and he just he really put a lot of that style on the map. Mm. And for years and years and years, I mean, just, uh, just, just driving. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like I said, my brother, my, he, my brother dabbled in drums, you know, in, in his youth. I don't, I don't know how much he plays anymore, but he was he was always like Dave Lombardo was his guy. He loved Slayer too. I, I saw him give a clinic uh, many years ago, Dave Lombardo, and it, it was just. Uh, it was just one of those things. It was it was transfixing. Mm -hmm. You just believe it. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah that it, that uh, everything that guy's doing, I believe. <laughs> right. And and he started by mopping some legendary drummer's floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure I was. Uh, yeah, it was some you know Count Basie's drummer said, you know, yeah. Son, Sonny Payne took, took him aside and said, well. Listen, <laughs> you need to, you know, run up the hill with brushes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. You're right. Oh, Jay's watching some Dave Lombardo video now. Hmm. <laughs> You're not impressed, Jay? This, seen better. This, um, you know, this minute actually has my favorite line in um, all of of the movie, which is, what's with the domestic stuff? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just I love that. What's with the domestic stuff? I, I have a, a my note for that is has Mickey ever been in a relationship before? No. 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 Not not with no. a greasy face like that. No. <laughs> no. It's an instant no. turnoff. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, you know, like he uh th this is also the first time I think that he ever acknowledges that Paulie exists. Mm -hmm. Uh you know, he looks right at him when Paulie's uh let me see. Where does he ask him? You saying Paulie's dead? <laughs> no, no, no. We're not. We're not going down that rabbit hole again. Uh, so you know, he asked him about Adrian. Like, right. First of all, his timing sucks. He's right in the middle of Rocky training. 
Yeah. This almost this scene we're funny we just said anything Paulie's there. This scene right now looks like Paulie's not really alive. Like he's like <laughs> Like some kind of ghost or angel or something. He's like like an who's angel, sitting there yeah. watching. Like, it actually like, does. What are you doing, look Rock? Like, a... like you're listening to this guy. This guy doesn't know how to fight. What are you, what are you training with this guy for? Like <laughs> he looks really small sitting back right. there. Small and like out of place. You know. You know. It's really a shame, or, or maybe it's not a shame. Maybe it just makes the movie better. I guess these Rocky movies. But Paulie kind of sucks. <laughs> he just sucks. sucks. Yeah, he just sucks as a as a human being. He kind of sucks. Like you're like, oh no, his heart's in the right place. You're like, nah, no, nah, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's 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 not. And if we can move ahead to other minutes, <laughs> he <laughs> we'll gets see. called out. You know, I love him. You don't. And yeah. I don't know. It's it's hard to say. He doesn't really care about rock. I mean, I know he does, but it's just as a matter of fact, this whole town, like all of. Watching Rocky Two is one of the things, uh, you know, his his loved ones, his associates, his peers, the locals. A lot of people aren't that cool to Rocky. Mm-hmm. They they are when he runs through the street. Fine. Right. Right. Fine. We need to have that. Fine. I get it. Of course, he runs through the street and everybody starts chasing him and go go go. Mm-hmm. But but you're like outside of that, like. There are so many people that aren't cool to Rocky. No, there there was also um, when in the beginning of the movie, people were they were nice to him because they wanted something. Yes, and that this is supposed to be the city of brotherly love. Mm-hmm. Right, right. But I mean, the uh, only well, guy I like mean, what's his name is a, a, a Gazo. Yeah, is that his name? Yeah, he like like I, I you know he's a mobster. I mean, he's not like a terrible i mean he's a terrible guy but he's not terrible to rocky ironically he's like yeah you can have your old job back yeah and then when rocky refuses him he's kind of like okay yeah yeah he's not like a jerk no he gazo genuinely cares about rocky at a point there was uh, the only people that were being nice to rocky were people that wanted something from him like the nurse wanted the autograph yep the nurse wants the autograph. the The priest, the priest takes the picture with <laughs> the, a, like uh, a on picture. the altar. Yeah, yeah. Come on, man. The uh, the, uh, uh, Gloria, the pet shop lady, wants wants Rocky to invest in the pet shop. Like, what kind of return yep. is he going to get on that? Yeah, you know, uh, uh, Paulie. Last movie, he wanted a job so he can get paid. You know, out of Rocky's uh, out of Rocky's winnings. It, you know. Yeah, everybody was only nice to Rocky when they wanted something from him. Now, these are people who've known this guy his entire life. They've they've watched the movie Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> they've lived it. You're like, and this is what they have to offer this dude? Yeah. Come um, on. I thought that Paulie was universally disliked. I thought that, you know, high and low, people just, you know, like, like what you see is what you get with Paulie. But there was somebody recently in Mighty Mix, our listeners group, that was that was really defending Paulie and, and uh, saying that, that he is a good person at heart. He really does care about Rocky. He does care about Adrian. Hang on, i got to wait for Jay to stop yawning. <laughs> Some of us have been up since 5, 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I've been up since 5 o'clock myself, so I don't want to hear that shit. Doing what? Uh, I couldn't sleep, so I went to the gym. <laughs> so uh, this guy was saying... Um, that that Paulie really does care about Rocky, and you could tell later on in later in the later movies when you know Rocky doesn't want to train his son in Rocky Five, so Paulie 
takes it upon himself to train Rocky Jr. how to fight. You know what I mean? Like little moments like that really show the humanity of Paulie. But I mean, it's hard to look past the emotional abuse that he doles out on Adrian, you know, that you can only assume has been going on for years and years and years. Well, we discussed when we were in like prequel that (laughs) prequel when we first started this whole thing that one of the things is that Paulie Paulie changes throughout the movie. Like he grows as a person, he grows as a human being. Mm-hmm. So in order to make somebody, if you have a character that you want to to grow as a human being, they have to start off shitty at some point so that they can get more. Yeah, but when did when is he cool? Like Rocky seven. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I don't really see him changing that much. I mean, he he's. I, I don't know. I mean, he does he doesn't like completely beat Adrian. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he he smacks the dish out of her hand or whatever, and and he does cause her to hemorrhage, just, yeah, almost miscarriage. <laughs> it's just I don't know. It's just the whole. It's 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 interesting to have a character like that who's part of the family, and and I, it just is. It's interesting. I don't really see him as the guy who has a heart of gold, and he's just sort of misunderstood in the beginning. He's actually not cool. No, no, no. He he does have some moments here and there where where he seems genuine and caring, but I mean those are pretty few and far between. If and you yeah, me. and you just you have to slog through a, like miles of his his shit to get there. And then when you do, you're like, oh, so you're like a regular guy who would care about me, just like just regular. I think the uh, the most obvious. Um, Example of of his his goodness is in Rocky Four. Jay, I'm gonna go ahead, jump ahead a couple oh, movies Jesus if you don't mind. Christ. And he says he says, uh, you know, uh, like this isn't my way, but uh, if I can unzip myself and step in out and be somebody, I'd want to be you. You're all heart, you know. Mm-hmm. I think that's uh, yeah, that's so that's he takes a. It back, so wait, wait. Oh yeah, he takes it back after he sees the size of Draco. <laughs> but, <laughs> And it's also how long's he known Rocky? Fifteen years. Yeah, you know what I yeah. mean. Twenty yeah. years for him to say that. Yeah, it took him twenty years to get there. Right. Well, well, I, I'll say I'm I'm amazed that Rocky is so candid with Paulie about the domestic friction, and and it it shows you that Rocky is really underwater here if he's mm. asking Paulie to talk to Adrian. Yeah, I, I had I had a note. That says, why would he think Paulie could be the voice of reason for Adrian? Exactly. He and and what's interesting is I I think it it shows you how off he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Rocky. You uh, Rocky. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. he's just he's kind of stumbling about, and he's he's he he's yeah he's he's kind of lost and clueless and directionless. Yeah, he's not himself. If yeah. he's going to Paulie for help, yep. he's not himself. I understand if he's going to Paulie. Maybe about like them, like oh his car or you know something like that. I don't know, but not not talking to like not not dealing with stuff with, you know his him you know marital friction, his domestic stuff. Yeah, his, his domestic stuff. You know what what I love about this scene is that you know Rocky has the rope tied around his right arm, and you're like okay, so without Adrian's support, he's literally fighting with one arm tied behind his back man see this is why we have you on for those deep deep very deep, deep, deep <laughs> those, those deep dives like that because uh, you know, 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you see it, you're like, oh, they're trying to get him to strengthen his left arm. or And you're like, no, he's literally... <laughs> You know, uh, d- you know, fighting with one arm tied behind his back without uh, Adrian's support. And what's so mm-hmm. interesting is that, you know, you see in Rocky 1, he's... In Rocky 1, it's just him. It's like, yes, he's he believes in himself. This is his crusade. This is his battle. This is what he's doing. And he, and, and he needs him, and it's all within him, mm-hmm. you know? But in Rocky 2, you're like, huh. So... The marital unit is now what he needs. Like, he actually cannot fight successfully. As a matter of fact, he's he's putting himself in great danger Mm -hmm. unless he has the support of of Adrian. Yeah, I mean, he's he's already taken the fight. Yeah. You know, without doing a single day of training, he took the fight, so... I mean, I guess he could back out, but that's not going to really quiet the people that says he's got no heart. It's, it sets up a very interesting um, question of, you know, what do you do in, in a relationship like that? You know, is it, do, do you follow, you know, do you, is he supposed to, quote, be a man and, and do all that thing and, and, and you know, uh, pay attention to he's a fighter and that's what he is despite the fact that he's constantly putting himself at risk and now he's married and she's pregnant and they got a kid and you're like dude if you lose your if you get white poignantly like who knows you could have they talk about brain damage and all, all, all the time they're already worried about him and so he's is he being selfish or is he being true to himself and now we we have adrian over here and it's like he really has to pay attention to what his his spouse is saying which of these is going to win out i feel like yeah it's it's all nice and cleaned up perfectly when she comes out of a coma and goes win mm-hmm. but what if she was like dude i'm in a coma <laughs> like you haven't even seen our son yet i'm in a coma and you're thinking about fighting like are you nuts <laughs> like that's a perfectly plausible scene in, in you know in real life are you kidding me yeah oh yeah i'm hemorrhaging here <laughs> and you're still thinking about fighting like i'm not even going to be able to walk around or work for like eight weeks and what if he gets hoit poiminant what if he gets hoit poiminant and she's laid up in the hospital still she's, maybe she's hoit poiminant now oh yeah yeah, yeah. Hmm. interesting yeah, I it mean, is. at I what like point that. is it he's being true to himself and we all know Rocky's a fighter and that's the whole point, he's true to himself. Or what point is it it's like he got married and he's being, you know, he's being myopic and blind and selfish and he's, you know, completely <laughs> not paying attention to his his marital and parental responsibilities. We've been back and forth on this discussion a few times and and it's it's really um one of jay's jay's real uh heavy discussion points is rocky fighting because it's he's a fighter he's a boxer it's in his blood it's in his dna or is he doing it because his family's struggling and they need the money because there's two different motivations there you know what sucks is all these people in this city of brotherly love it's not that hard 
you know, open a Ford dealership, Rocky Balboa Ford, or, you know, just come into the gym and be, <laughs> just be a trainer. You don't have to, you don't have to, uh, you know, clean up spit buckets. It's like, how about being paid to be a trainer? He's clearly a great boxer. I mean, it, he, he could be a personal trainer. But they, that's, the pro- that's one of the problems I have is that he didn't try anything. He, he applied for like f***ing three jobs. He worked yeah. in the meat place. Yeah. And then it was like, all right, I guess I'll go back to fighting. Like, he didn't try to do anything else. Like, no, he didn't he try didn't. to be a boxing trainer. He didn't try to open a Ford dealership. He didn't try. <laughs> like, it was just they kind of just fast forwarded through and they didn't. That's why I'm confused about the reason he's fighting because he really, really didn't give the outside non boxing world a, you know, a really honest shot. Well, and so that's a great point. Now, they make it look like he did because he's got the blue shirt on, the blue suit, (laughs) and he goes to the bank, and they're like, how about some uh, menial labor? You know, and you're just kind of like, okay, look, the guy's a hometown hero. He clearly, I mean, if you run through the streets and there's 800 people running behind you, you mean to tell me none of them are like, hey, you know what, Rock? We could use a guy to, uh, you know, minister to the youth in the neighborhood. And it's a decent paying job. We actually get grants from the city. You know what I mean? And and we're trying to keep, you know, kids uh, in school or we're trying to, you know, because he says at one point, you know, I, I wish I had stayed in school, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. about you're like, yeah, or he could do like an after school program at the gym or with running or hell, the dude could get paid to run through the city every day. But that was, and you just brought up a valid point. Um, you just brought up a point that made me remember something, not a valid. Uh, so he goes, he the guy offers him a menial labor job, and he says no. And then he go he goes to work in the meat factory, which is a menial labor job. And then he's upset when he gets laid off. Like, when he got laid off, why didn't he go back to Tempe to see, go, you know what? It turns out I'm pretty good at the menial labor, so I'll take one of those jobs. Yeah. Like, he didn't try to do shit, dude. No. He went for the free jobs, and then Adrian went back to the pet shop. And there's and and not only that, but all those people running behind him, like n- none of them can think of any job for Rocky Balboa, and he doesn't right. need to. He doesn't need to do like a commercial where he has to read off placards or anything. I mean, he could. I don't know. He could do something else. Go to the convention center for amateur boxing night. You know. But even and, the docs, you know? he he he. Everybody at the docs knew him. The guy he let go and he didn't break. The, why didn't he go to that guy and say, "Hey, listen, remember when I let you go and I didn't break your thumb? Yeah, can you find me a?" F- job yeah like he didn't network yeah. himself at all dude. No. It was like he tried three things and it was like all right i'm going back to boxing or how about if he just did like print commercial work like for instance sell the leather tiger jacket mm-hmm. like in a in a like in a coles catalog or something right all you got to do is pose you know? all you got to do is pose <laughs> exactly you don't need to read anything <laughs> Um, yeah, I guess, uh, I don't know. Uh, bouncing came up a couple of times. Like he could go be a bouncer at like a high end, uh, nightclub. Absolutely. You know, he's, he, he's cut out for that. Bouncing. How do you go from being Rocky Road to bouncer? How do you go from Rocky Road to working in a meat house? <laughs> Somebody would give him a job. I would think that's all I'm saying. Somebody would give him a job to be Rocky Balboa. That's all. Well, he, uh, He's told to jab that till it hoits 500 times without stopping, and that's the end of the minute. That yeah, that's that's a yeah, that's a that's, that's a lengthy one. <laughs> yeah. So we'll stop it here, and uh, you know anything, any other thoughts we have, we can carry it on to next minute. So, uh, Jerry, uh, where can the people find you out there? 
Uh, they can find us at the IndianaJonesMinute.com, where we talk about the Indiana Jones movies. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it gets as ridiculous as all of this does. <laughs> it's sure. It sure does. Bad archaeology and, uh, you know, father-son relationships, the whole thing. <laughs> what, what you do find over there that you don't find here is educated discussion. <laughs> <laughs> we're just generous of you. We're, we're, <laughs> that's mostly on Pete's part. We're yeah. uh, <laughs> he's the ringer. The <laughs> Tom, Tommy, and I are just we're 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 collecting the spit buckets. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fair enough. Uh, you can find us all the places at Rocky Minute. You know, Instagram, Facebook. Twitter, uh, Gmail, uh, listeners group is mightymix.com, and you can find all of our episodes on Dueling Genre, as well as some other minute by minute movies that you might want to check out. So, when you're done watching, listening to Rocky Minute, go check out some of those. Mm-hmm. And um, I like to point out also on Dueling Genre, they have a uh, support button Ooh. on the website. You can uh, come support duelinggenre.com um, by subscribing to the patreon and uh you get extra content weekend episodes and uh the uh they're they're doing a spot scott pilgrim versus the world minute by minute but that's only available to the patreon subscribers so if you're into that uh yeah you gotta become a subscriber to the doing genre patreon so yeah you can find that through the website all right so head over there and check it out check it out see you tomorrow it's friday tgif no it's not Tomorrow's Wednesday. Why the f*** can I get this right? (laughs) (laughs) What is the problem? (laughs) Tomorrow's Wednesday, hump day. All right. So, see everybody tomorrow. What are we waiting for? Take this! Hello, and welcome back to Rocky Minute, the daily podcast where we look like a girl out there on Kentucky. F- One. See, now you, yeah, 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 yeah. My, my fault. that was, that was not <laughs> my fault. Yeah, yeah. That was Doug's fault. <laughs> Write your own goddamn intros. <laughs> no, 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 don't, don't deflect. <laughs> I know I always mess up the intro, but this one was not my fault. I read it verbatim. What's on, <laughs> on the screen here.